0: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 610. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, back here with you, joined remotely by three friends. One of them, you've gotten to know pretty well. Kulif Adams, good to see you, sir.
3: Good to see you. Welcome back. I mean, not welcome back, but I've seen your travel. So I, so I say welcome back to, to, yeah, to all I, of the things uh, you're here
0: with. You. I, I left with a sinus infection and an ear infection and came back still with a sinus infection. So if I sound a little oh. off today, that's still why, still on the, the back half of that, but that's okay. It was a good trip. NYC, always a pleasure, especially when it's, uh, when it's nice outside, as it was uh, this time of year. And I see you're also feeling that Aaron Rodgers hype. I know it's not a Rodgers jersey, but you're going, look at you. You got, full, you got the full regalia. It's only preseason. Preseason,
3: baby, it's time to get the snaps in. We're gonna get snaps in on the show, we're gonna get snaps in in real life. I am excited, I'm rocking my Jets jersey for those folks who are listening in audio form. So, you know, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 we're going.
0: Awesome. Uh, Taylor Lyles, who's been on Unlocked here a number of times. Good to see you.
1: Good to see you again, Ryan.
0: And making, uh, he tells me, his second appearance <laughs> ever. in. How, Dan, how long have you worked at IGN now?
2: Uh, well, I mean, 10, 11 years ish
0: good. To, you know, you you make them count your appearances. Uh, <laughs> Twenty nineteen was your first appearance talking outer worlds. Dan yeah, Stapleton, I save
2: I save my director. my appearance here for for when there's a big like space RPG out. That's <laughs> yeah. uh that's my, I feel a very specific niche.
0: Yeah, well, we do need it. There are a lot of those. It's they're not few <laughs> and far between. We do get plenty of them, and of course, the biggest one in a long time for Xbox. Starfield is now. I mean, I guess by the time anybody hears this, it's it. What it unlocks on Friday the first, so tomorrow we've held this show. We're recording it on Wednesday, but we are releasing it on Thursday to coincide with the Starfield review embargo. You've probably been looking at review scores before you even listen to this podcast, so you've been kind of seeing what uh, what the temperature is on this game. And Dan, let's just start with the overview here. Um, because it might not be the number that people, particularly Xbox fans, were hoping for.
2: That's not the number I was hoping for either. I don't, I don't usually sign up for a review unless I'm really excited about something anymore. Because I don't have, I don't really have time. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is this is only the second game I've, I've had time to review this year. The other being um, being uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor which I really loved. Uh, this one, I was I was hoping, going in, hoping I was really going to love it too. I, you know, love the hell out of Fallout 4. I still get crap for giving that game such a high score. <laughs> but, um, but the, yeah, I was, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. So I, I gave it a seven just to, in case anybody hasn't seen that. Yeah. Uh, that does mean good. It has the word good written next to it. A lot of people like to, like to act like that's, that's not a good score, but it is a recommendation. Um, but my my overall impression of it was that uh the opening hours are a bit slow a bit rough um because they don't do a great job of explaining how its systems work um you're probably going to want to go in not as not as blind as you probably want to with this game um because you want to you want to understand how things work and what skills you should pick early on so that you're not having a bad time. Uh, like it's it's kind of easy to get yourself in a situation where you're where you're not going to be enjoying it very much because you just haven't unlocked essential things like your boost pack. You have to unlock, yeah. which is crazy. Um, like just moving around this world without, with that without that is not a great experience. So you got you got to pick your skills wisely. Uh, it was probably about about 12 hours or so before i started having like a a pretty good time with it it's one of those games i always make fun of people saying you know oh this you should play this game uh it gets it gets really good after x number of hours it's like well there are so many games that start out good and and get better uh so asking people to get over that hump is is a lot um but it does get there. For, it got there for me that, that I, was, I was enjoying myself enough after, after I understood what was happening and I got used to some of the really annoying things like the complete lack of any useful maps yeah. um, and the inventory management is not great, which is like just a step back from Fallout 4 for some reason. Um, but, a, but after that, um, I, was, I was enjoying it enough that I can, I can recommend it uh, with that, that big caveat.
0: Now, Dan, how many hours have you been able to sink in so far? Because that's uh, this is a big game. Everybody's gonna probably be putting a lot of time into it, and certainly as our reviewer, people are curious how much time you put in. I'm gonna go around the table, and we'll all say how many how long we're we're uh, we've spent with it so far. But where are you at?
2: It's difficult to say anymore because I've you know had to go back and do a bunch of capture for the review. But um, so my my numbers are a bit wonky. But if you look at the the uh the save time file. on my on my name my main save file it's it's like 70 some hours 72 okay. 73. excellent
0: uh and now let me just go around well let's let's start there khalif how far in are you on starfield
3: i think uh, because i'm playing on both the console version and pc versions and that also weirdly splits up your time because some of them don't track those well <clears throat> i'm probably in the 60 plus hours okay. in terms of, of of playing the game and 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 a lot of what dan shared totally agree with that so i'll let, I'll let taylor tell, tell her numbers yeah, as well. well i
0: know uh I, I one real quick just logistics thing before i move on to taylor and that's yeah. so dan has finished the main story i know that because he's had to finalize his review here that's going up tomorrow as we talk about this have you had a chance to finish the main story yet or are you 60 plus still <laughs> with still the, the main story left to go
3: yeah, my the the way I went into my review was to not finish the game. Honestly, it was to go and take the off the beaten path kind of route and, and see what the planets were giving me and and how the generation works. So I'm I'm close. I feel like I'm close to the end of the the main story, but I, I purposely kind of left that towards the end of of my play session.
2: Yeah. yeah. Taylor, how which, about you? Which just a side side note, really quick. I don't recommend yeah. that approach. I do not recommend it.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't recommend Ooh. it. No, I, I I I agree with you that I don't recommend that. But but for this particular review, is that's the reason I went that route. Yeah. So but Dan, with you, you're Dan.
0: suggesting I it, is it is it better to power through? Are you gonna have a better time if you power through the main quest first and then just enjoy the rest of it? Yeah, I mean one one
2: main reason is, and not to not to steal Mike from you, Taylor, but one main yeah, reason is this- that you get. You get more experience points going through the main quest than anything else. Uh, so, like we had, like I, I did, I detoured off and did some of the side stuff first as well. But then I realized, like, oh, I, I should concentrate on the main quest. I got to get this review done. Um, but so I, so I did that, and like the, the speed at which you get those essential upgrades that you need is much faster if you do the if you do the uh, main quest first.
0: Interestingly, that's exactly how I ended up landing with Oblivion, Dan, which is my favorite of the, of the Bethesda Game Studios RPGs. I had reviewed it, so I was basically in your shoes. I'd reviewed it and, and probably just gone, you know, parsed out the main quest as I went and eventually finished that off. But then, uh, because back then I'd reviewed on an Xbox 360 debug kit and had to start all over when the final game came out, I powered through the main quest in Oblivion, and then just had, you know, then I didn't have the Oblivion gates, like, popping open pop, popping open on me. And I had an awesome time doing it that way. So an interesting, at least maybe a little interesting parallel to one of Bethesda's own previous games on that. Uh, Taylor, what are you clocking in at so far?
1: Yeah, so I've been playing on the Series X and on PC, so I think the hours are also kind of wonky. Uh, but I would say probably about, like, like 12, 15 hours. I think it's okay. more towards fifteen. I've been doing a lot of side quests. I've actually been neglecting the main story a little bit because I'm I'm one of those people when I play RPGs, I like to be OP as heck, so that when I go finish the main quest, I just kind of just yeah. steamroll through everything.
0: I did that with Diablo Four. By the time <laughs> I got to the to finishing mm-hmm. off the main quest, I, I just rolled through everything because I was way over leveled. Um, so I'm we've got a good split here. So we've got two of us that have put a a pretty good chunk of time into the game. And then two of us that are, you know, decently in, but, but not like neck deep yet. Cause I'm, I'm close to Taylor. I'm about 12 to 13 hours in. I've been in New York on business the last five days, including the weekend. So I have not had a chance to play Starfield for basically the past week. And uh, Dan, I'm actually really glad because I haven't talked to you at all yet, other than kind of your general impressions and uh so far i'm not taking your advice at all because i've my experience thus far and i want to get i want to keep this spoiler free for our audience but but uh i do of course want us all to share you know we've got a whole hour here if we need it to to just because we've been waiting to talk about this game for a long time and and everybody listening and watching has been waiting for us to talk about this for a long time so we're going to take that time and so for me I've. Dan, I, I would say I've had a little bit of a different experience than you in terms of how I feel about the early game. So uh, when I started the game, I'm going to confess, I kind of had choice paralysis. I was like, I don't know what to do, where to go. I'm not sure like, how I'm going to hook into this thing. I knew it would come eventually, but I was just like. So I started following the main quest. I actually did start with your advice. I'm like, all right, I'll just start with Constellation. Uh, I linked up with Sarah Morgan, the the head of the head of uh, Constellation, who, okay, I mean, if you want to call this a spoiler, I'm sorry. She tags along with you <laughs> at, at you know very early on in uh, in the the main storyline. So and so I go off to start whatever the probably second or third main quest line was still kind of feeling like all right I don't you know I've I don't really know my way around this at all yet and and I ended up uh I was talking to a bartender and I ended up literally hitting the wrong button I think I meant to I don't forget what I meant to do but I accidentally clicked in the right stick cuz I'm playing on Xbox I just want to be on my couch for this thing and i so i accidentally i melee attacked the bartender in a in a crowded area and the police came and abducted me i was like okay do i and and i did have the thought do i want to just reload the save and undo this because i didn't mean to do this i thought well let let me just see where this goes and i ended up the, the police wanted me to become a double agent and be be an informant for a faction of pirates called the Crimson Fleet. And I I ended up, and am still on, so I basically spent probably 10 of my 12 hours, because I haven't gone back to the main storyline at all. I've been continually following this, because I've been actually having an awesome time with it. I've just been going through the Crimson Fleet faction quest line, and having an awesome time. I've gone... There have been multi-hour stretches where I haven't even taken out my gun. Uh, I was on a starliner, which reminded me of of when I got to do the the Disney Galactic Star Cruiser at Disney World. So it's like I was trying to, <laughs> you know, unpe- unfurl a little, you know, some some personal drama and and you know, <clears throat> I had some choices on what to do with this one target, and so I, I and I've been uh, I did choose. Uh, persuasion as one of my core abilities, which I'm that one I've been super happy about. I love persuading people. I love the system of persuasion where there's sort of green, yellow, red, low risk, medium risk, high risk persuasion options where uh, you have to fill up a bar to persuade the person. And it, in my experience thus far, it's been five bars. So, you know, a, a, an easy, like low, low. Stress green one will only give you one, maybe two bars. Yellow will give you two or three. Red will give you four or five. And so I've, I've been persuading the heck out of people, having fun with that. And I'm still, I don't even, I think I'm just going to finish this whole entire quest line before I go back to the main quest. Cause now I am going to heed Dan's advice after hearing this. But I, I've, I've, this quest line has taken me to various planets, including my favorite one. So, or cities, I should say, on planets including my favorite city thus far which is Neon which is a very like cyberpunk type uh environment. So, yeah, I I've been having a really good time with the with the with my early first 12 hours and it happened entirely by accident. So, I I've been really enjoying that piece of it. I'm going to go to you to talk about your, you know, mostly spoiler-free experiences as as i saw you nodding along with me there
3: we are crimson brothers so i appreciate you for 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 that and that's that's kind of the route that i started with too is with my bounty hunt my introverted bounty hunter as as kind of the backstory for my character which is me but not really the bounty bounty hunter part because that's not real but I I'm having a blast with that layer of it too. I think the thing that was really interesting here, you talk about the paralysis parts of the analysis of where you should kind of go. I have a lot of that too, in the beginning, which was, I can see why a lot of folks would kind of go that main route initially. It makes a ton of sense to be able to do that. Cause you kind of know exactly where you need to go but the game even in its early stages throws a lot of stuff at you in terms of side missions and factions and things that you can do just by kind of moving around a space i kind of like one of the systems that are in the game where you're hearing people that you're walking past have conversations and that will sometimes yeah. give you a quest which i really like and thought yeah, was but really that's interesting the there <laughs> totally and, and and it feels like again like they are leaning into some of the pedigree that makes them bethesda and the, the bethesda that we love but also that comes with a little bit of you know a little bit of you know old old tech debt as as we kind of say in in, in some of the corporate spaces it's like there are things within those systems that feel so much like a bethesda game that you're like man i wish you would have switched that up a little bit like even when you're having conversations and talking to, to characters in the character tree or in the discussion tree you kind of already know what the ranking for some of these conversations are going to wind up being like usually the first thing to say is kind of the most easiest route to the next biggest part that will progress the conversation and then the other layers of those prompts will then kind of move you around in some other spaces as well which i, I was kind of hoping that they would kind of move that around a little bit maybe switch that up a little bit for what this game is, but I am having a blast with that layer of the storyline that I'm on. But the thing that I did find a little bit worrying, not worrying, but maybe not even confusing, was because I started to go in that route that wasn't the main quest line, I always had this little kind of noise and, and voice in the back of my head of like, am I missing something? If I make a choice here, is that going to dead end me from doing some of the other cool stuff that might possibly be in here? And that was always a thing of like, do I just make multiple saves and then hopefully go back and then go kind of switch my direction in some of these angles and do some of that. So it is one of those things where I am absolutely kind of role playing my way through this game. Yeah, And I'm not trying to min-max it. And I think that's the that's kind of where I've landed for this particular game. And it seems to be doing well so far. I don't know if it'll be a thing that I'd go back and replay some of that because it's just a time investment, but <laughs> I, I've not been sad about the decisions that I've made so far in terms of that, except for the one time where I also just like dropped a random grenade in, in a room and forgot because I hit the wrong button and blew everybody up. So it's those kinds of things that, that are really important.
0: Uh, I, I definitely want to, I mean, we have, again, so much time here. I want to get into the individual systems of the game, the combat, et cetera. But first, of course, let's hear from Taylor and her experience thus far after around 15 hours.
1: Yeah, so I want to say, like, the first few hours, I kind of agree with Dan. I feel like it's a slow burn, kind of like if anybody's played, I don't know, Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's like those first few hours, it's very dense. It throws a lot at you, and then once you, once I got to a New Atlantis and Met the constellation, went to the lodge. Then all the stuff started opening up. So then I started doing all these activities. I started doing all the little small quests where it was like for the UC security. And then there was like one mission I did where somebody had stole a ring and then I got to use my persuasion perk and basically talked about it, just giving me the ring back. Then I was just walking around. I saw a bunch of recruits for the UC Vanguard. Next thing you know, I'm doing all these quests for the United Colonies and I was like, oh wow, I could get my citizenship because I picked the UC native for my character. And then I learned, they're like, oh, actually you're not, uh, you don't get citizenship even though you're a UC native. So they're like, (laughs) well, you can earn it if you join the Vanguard. So now here I am doing all these Vanguard missions And I was like, "Oh wow! I, I kind of forgot that I stopped doing the the main story." But I'm also just so invested, so I want to see where the U.C. Uh, faction quest line goes, and just see how far I can get through that before I realize, "Okay, I'm gonna go talk to Sarah Morgan. I'm gonna go keep going through the story, and just keep going and see what happens."
2: Yeah, Taylor, that's that's almost exactly how I played. Um, I, <laughs> I went into those those uh, quest lines, and before before I realized, "Oh wait, I should I should uh, go down the the main path." But but Ryan, the the, the Crimson Fleet. I didn't, I didn't actually experience that until last night. So, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's after 70 hours. I, I knew the Crimson <laughs> Fleet was out there, but I barely interacted with interacted them with in my playthrough at all. Um, like there's, oh, wow. there's so much stuff to do in this game. And like, I, I, haven't, I don't think I've played at like many quests where I'm like, oh, that wasn't very good. There, I think they're all, there are a lot of really good ones out there. Yeah. At, at the same time, though, there, there's nothing. There's, there's not like a destroy Megaton moment for me um right there's not there's mm-hmm. not not like a a really like blow my mind uh kinda of, i can't believe they did that kind of thing uh but you know it's, it's all it's all like solid quests and there's and there's just such a, such a huge volume of it that uh that it's it's
0: really impressive and so Dan, you know, after we, seventy after seventy plus hours what just give me your your professional best guesstimate of of how many hours you think that you could still sink into this thing
2: oh i like, like i i want to go back through again like i could i could see myself doing another full playthrough um because i, I do want to i did, you know, i want to do the crimson the crimson fleet stuff i want to do uh like I, I didn't finish the the uh the uc and vanguard stuff um you know because i i got sidetracked back, back onto other stuff but um there's there's still a bunch that i haven't seen in this so like
0: i could i could easily spend 100 hours playing this game wow I think I start. I accidentally cut you off there.
3: No, no, no. I was, I was agreeing with with Dan. I was, I was like, I, I could totally see myself. I mean, I am because I'm not finished with the game at all. I'm gonna probably play another like forty, fifty hours of this thing because again, and we'll talk about the systems parts. But once I get a better handle on those, I feel like I'm not. I'm not really utilizing some of those things either in the best ways that I possibly can for, for my character. And there are just a bunch of factions and other things that I just haven't really played around with. I've been worried about, you know, do I do that now as a, as a like, can I even do some of the stuff as a person who's, you know, connected to the Crimson, Crimson Raiders and, and, and that kind of stuff? Like, how do those things actually touch and, and where, do they, where do they actually mess up and actually have an effect and where do they not? So I'm still digging through that conversation in my own head, in my own playthrough
2: has a long history of just letting you do everything um even, even though if it, <laughs> yeah. even though it doesn't really make any sense like you shouldn't shouldn't be able to work for the good guys and the bad guys but they're, they're like yeah but what if what if you do what if we just uh like, you can just like pay, pay off your bounty and it's like yeah okay we're cool yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's a lot of that, which I'm which I'm trying to figure out how that actually works. I'm like, I just did this really terrible thing, and now this faction that should hate me is not shooting at me right now. How does that work? So yeah, I I, I get you.
0: Yep. Yeah, I did uh, the last thing I did um, on as as part of the Crimson Fleet quest line that I'm on. The the non spoiler version is that, well, okay, the really non spoiler version of it is. It, I've been told I'm not going to be welcomed on Neon anymore. Uh which uh-huh. it really bums me out so I'm hoping that there will be a way to get out of that uh whether it's through <laughs> violence or through <laughs> through payoffs. But um I've 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 followed the quest line off that world to go do something else in the meantime so I'll find out how w- what my standing is in Neon at, at some point later. And
2: like um, the whole point of that place is like there are no rules, so it's like, what are they going to do about it? Yeah.
0: Right. yeah. Well, uh, the, after some things happened that I guess you haven't seen yet, Dan, <laughs> no. uh, that, that I have done, there, there is a there is a reason why I might not be welcomed back there um, anymore by by certain people. But so before we do dig into the the, the pieces and systems of this game, because there's a lot to talk about there. I wanted to, this, something I've, I've brought up on Unlock probably a million times over the years, and something that I've talked to friends and colleagues about a million times as well, is my observation that, uh, not just mine, but I am of the opinion that people tend to, to, to really prefer Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Not that they love one, hate the other, not that it's a binary thing, but between those two to this point, main Bethesda game studios franchises, you you tend to just really lean one way or the other. And for me, I've, I'm an elder Scrolls guy. I enjoy fallout, but I adore elder scrolls a lot. Um, I, I rolled off fallout four relatively quickly by the standards of compared to uh, how much I've played the other Bethesda games, even including fallout three. So before I want to I want to talk about where for each of us Starfield fits into that, um, and I guess I'll start with I'll start with Taylor. So Taylor, first, where do you, do you find yourself in that same spot where you tend to prefer one or the other? And if so, which one? And then where does Starfield fit into that for you?
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum for than you, you, Ryan. I love Fallout. I, I like Elder Scrolls, but I prefer the the vibe and just the ambience and everything that Fallout has going for it. And when I was thinking about this too, like where does Starfield fit in this whole thing for me, I would say I would put it in between Elder Scrolls and Fallout. I still love Fallout a whole lot more. Yeah. Fallout 4 right now is, it used to be Fallout 3, but Fallout 4 is my favorite Bethesda Game Studios developed game. I would, Obviously, I can't put New Vegas because New Vegas wasn't developed by them. But yeah, sure. Fallout Four is my favorite Bethesda Game Studios game to date. I was hoping Starfield would take that <laughs> that that crown. It hasn't, uh, which is fine. But I, I'm still a Fallout girl through and through.
0: Dan, I imagine you're in the same spot, at least in terms of the the Fallout Elder Scrolls choice as as Taylor. There, yeah.
2: Like, <clears throat> I have a long history of like never actually finishing a uh, fantasy RPG. I just I just don't. I you know I, I start them. I I played. Uh, Skyrim for probably 75 hours, something like that. Um, but never actually finished the main quest in that one. But uh, with a with a uh sci fi one, I'd buy you know, I stick to them like glue, and they, or they stick to me, I guess. Um, and I yeah, so I, I i played I've beaten every Fallout multiple times, uh, but uh, but Elder Scrolls, not so much.
0: I do where, like where where at this point does Starfield fit into it for you? I mean, it's uh, like
2: not clearly not not my favorite, um, but. Uh you know, I I, I don't want to say it's it's I mean, am I am I like ranking the 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 three different universes or well just, I, guess, it's, That's it's, what I, I mean,
0: guess it sounds like is it in the middle yeah. for you just like it is with Taylor?
2: Yeah, I would I would say so. And it's again it's not because I dislike uh Elder Scrolls at all. I, sure, I like it yeah. just fine, but I I'm just a sci-fi guy. Um yeah, I I I said in the, the intro to my review, it's like I, I feel like I'm the kind of person this game was made for and that like I I I love sci-fi you know i love fallout i loved uh i love pretty much every every sci-fi universe with with uh you know spaceships and lasers and and political intrigue flying every which way so this is this is like right up my alley but uh it's it's problems make it gave it too much too too much uh, baggage for me to to knock fallout off the top spot for sure yeah
0: and khalif how about you
3: yeah I'm, I'm i'm with both taylor and, and and dan on that i feel like I, i'm i'm on team fallout for for sure i like i hope this doesn't become a, a, a quote i like guns in games like that <laughs> like they're fun uh sci- 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 sci-fi guns are cool when you get them right and you make them feel good and you met ma- and you know they have punch and stuff like that i think pew pew pew, it, pew, pew, pew exactly like the pew, pew, <laughs> pew factor of it is real and i feel like it does a lot of the pew 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 right <laughs> but not in the way that I had hoped after having played so much of Fallout and seeing the shortcomings in, you know, some of some of the gun combat in, in, in that game and having it kind of be, you know, banned putting a band-aid on it with vats, which which was the thing that kind of made the guns in that game feel usable and decent. I feel like there's a little bit of that in Starfield as well. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, you know, during the show. But I think I, I it it hasn't hit that Fallout level for me either and i feel like when dan talked about there not being that megaton moment i think that's the thing that's kind of missing and i and i also don't know if i have gotten there yet like (laughs) there are still pieces of the game that i haven't seen where they're now you know in my in my late playthrough again no spoilers but i'm feeling like something big is still potentially going to happen and i don't know if it is so it's like one of those things of I know what I want this game to be. I put it in the lineage of what I see the Bethesda Game Studios uh, pedigree been and history have been and games I love. And I feel like it, it's a really weird push and pull of things I really like, things I don't like, and things that I feel like they should have gotten this right by now. And that's where it kind of lands for, for me.
0: So to to humor me on this thought exercise, would, would you also, in your sort of degrees of like and love with Bethesda Game Studios <laughs> RPGs, would you also slot it in the middle it
3: in a, in a weird way no like it, the way so it's i below scored both this.
0: fallout and, and elder scrolls for you
3: in some ways but then in not because like for me the way that i start my review is you know this is the best bethesda game that they have made so far But you have to then put that in context for all the other games they've made and the reasons why. Like, I think for me, this is their best game yet because of the scope. They have really done a thing that most studios would never even try to do. So you have to give them extra points for some of those things. But you also want to say, man with all that extra stuff, there are pieces here that I really wish were better. And you could have fixed that here or had a little bit more polish here. So, you know, it's a weird balance of what does that mean from the the total spectrum of the Bethesda universe and their games, and then giving them kudos where they deserve it and saying, well, man, I really wish this was better when when it
0: it didn't hit. Uh, For me, uh, yeah, I'm different than you guys, but I still also, at this point, again, I'm only twelve hours in. It could it could go up for me, but I also at this stage would would rank it between Elder Scrolls and Fallout. I again mm. really enjoy all three, but love Elder Scrolls. And for me, Starfield is for me Starfield's above Fallout. For Fallout's always been I don't th- I mean I've I've talked about this before, but it's always the the bleakness of it has always been. Kind of a turnoff. Not that again, not that I don't like the game, but I love the sort of just almost optimistic high fantasy of of Elder Scrolls. And I don't vibe as well with the bleakness of Fallout. And I like that Starfield is more of this optimistic sense of exploration. Like that's kind of the 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 main theme of the game is exploration. And obviously there's combat and there's all kinds of stuff, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm at the moment, which, again, I'm, I'm not as far along as, as Dan or Khalif, but I, I also, uh, making it pretty much universal on this panel, would put it right in between the other two main uh, franchises that Bethesda Game Studios does. So kind of an it, it just interesting, uh, interesting little thought exercise there. I appreciate all of you humoring me on that. Now, Dan, I want to go back to you to, to get started talking about gameplay systems and, and the sort of nuts and bolts of this thing. <laughs> Let's start with the scope of it and something that came up in our internal Slack channel as a bunch of us were playing it. I think we should probably start with the fact, well, the, not the fact, but start with the idea that uh, I think a lot of us landed on that it, it despite the scope of it, it, can, it feels kind of small in a way, right?
2: Right. So and that's that's kind of my my chief criticism of this game is the way it's structured which is kind of antithetical to everything Bethesda's done before. They've they they've got this, you know, history of making these these big contiguous worlds that you can walk from one end to the other and uh you know, they're just like you're you're, you're walking through and you see something over there and you get distracted and it's like, "Oh, I want to go do that." Um and fast travel was just like after i've i've done something and I, I just have to get across the world to 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 do some specific thing, this game is kind of the the opposite of that because nearly everything you do is fast travel uh all the all the space travel is is just like a, a barely concealed Uh, load screen for, for, uh, for, uh, you know, fast traveling from one place to another. And it makes it feel so fragmented and it makes like the, there's no real travel time when I like all the travel time between planets is the same. So I I never feel like I'm going a long way. Um, It's, it's, it's just, it doesn't have that same feeling of, of exploration that I get out of, out of uh, every other Bethesda game. And this game is about exploration. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it though. That's, that's one of the biggest frustrations
0: for me. Taylor, your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with, a lot with Dan on that, especially with the space travel specifically. It just feels more like a chore. Like every time I have to get on my ship and get from one planet to another planet, I'm just like, oh, I got to get back on this ship again. And I just like landing the ship. It's just it's it's cumbersome trying to get from one end of, like, the, the galaxy to the another. It just, it's frustrating. And because that's it's another reason why I have to put it just, like, in between. And, like, while I still haven't beat the game, I've beat a few Elder Scrolls games. Again, I'm like, Dan, I'm a sci-fi person. But because of all the the cumbersomeness of just, like, the, the mechanics and a lot of the main mechanics you have to use in Starfield, I'm just kind of, it feels a lot of the times like a chore. And it, it kind of just makes me go, ugh.
0: Khalif, your, your thoughts here?
3: I don't know. I'm one of those folks, and I'm probably in the minority here, but I don't want to have real time travel from planet to planet in that way. Like, that's not my, my, my jam to sit in the endlessness of space and have to just sit through the darkness and hear the pings the, the <laughs> the of it, it rocks hitting my ship. Like, that's not my, my jam. So it's a, one of those I, things where, you know, <laughs> go, go ahead, Dan.
2: I I agree with you there. I like I think like just the 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 concept is is kind of just a mismatch for this kind of game because uh, there is nothing in space. Space is big and empty. Um, but if you if it just doesn't it doesn't let me feel like I'm exploring because because it just it's over in a in a in a snap and it's it's literally just picking a picking a def- destination off a menu and you're there. Yeah, it
1: doesn't feel I like a big adventure. Way-
3: i i agree with you to a certain extent but i would say what they've done at least in my estimation or at least in in the way that i feel like i when i was playing it was they've transplanted that experience from the ship and let you do that on the planet so like going from and having that exploration be on the planet side of it as opposed to the space side of it i felt like was a pretty smart maneuver especially with You've been able to jump to a bunch of different planets and a bunch of different moons and all of that and then get that kind of like this feels different or this doesn't feel different experience when you're on the ground. Um, and I think you offset some of that when you get into space battles, because then you have that feeling of, oh, I am not alone in these, in these particular places, I am going from this one place to this other place and oh, there's a ship that's, that's flying past me. Let me hail them and talk to them about what what potentially is in the, in the region and stuff like that. So it's a weird, I understand what you, what you both mean by it, it kind of pulls away from some of that exploration feel, but I think that's also like a version of them trying to truncate the experience for the player to say we know what the idea of space is and the idea like when you know so many folks right now are like you can't walk the whole planet and i was like who has time to walk the whole planet <laughs> so like you know is that your vibe just to walk in a straight line you're gonna forrest gump this planet all right that's okay you can do it all you want but that yeah, doesn't I, I, make sense I, I, to me as a, pl- as a person with, like, yeah. time to, and, like, stuff to do. So it's, like, it's a weird balance between <laughs> how that works. But I, but I get the idea of what it's supposed to be. I just think the practice is a little bit smarter for what they want your moment-to-moment kind of experience to be.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that's right, ex- except that they uh, – I think this, this idea is a lot better on paper than it is in practice. Um, mm just because i mean like another thing that that you know we're talking about landing on planets and and you know i can't i can't walk all the way around the planet it's like okay why would you want to do that because there's nothing there right right? it's it's not it's another thing that feels very un bethesda is landing on one of these planets and it's just it's 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 like mass effect andromeda right there was there were those those planets that were just big and empty and there's nothing to do there so it's like well yeah i can i can I can go, uh, I can cover a lot of, of geography, but why, Um uh, there's there, they have, you know, some things you can find there are little points of interest, but like half the time, it's just like, here's a undiscovered geographic feature or geological feature. Um, it's like, well, that gave me a couple of experience points, but that was not, worth the the trouble i want to 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 walk there uh with with just like scanning rocks as i went and like it's 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 just a kind of a big empty areas and i after a little while was just like i don't i don't have any desire to land on a random pl- plant st- spot on a planet and look around because there's, there's nothing there
0: yeah the i i would i would have to generally agree with with the whole fast travel thing it does feel like fast travel the game where and uh, the, the indoor, I don't really, I guess it's just kind of what, what you're saying, Dan, it, it, to me doesn't convey the sense of interstellar travel to me. It just feels like I'm going, you know, downstairs to another room. What, because I'm just, you know, I'm, I go to my ship. I, I, I go straight into the cockpit, not onto the ship, because why would I walk through my ship? I just want to get on the cockpit so that I can fast travel sooner to the next actual point of interest that I'm heading to. Um, Here's the thing
2: though, most of the time, like especially if you've already been there you you can just hit the the map button from from one city, yeah, hit the map button, drill down to to another city and warp there without even touching your ship yeah it's it's kind of crazy.
0: Which I did appreciate uh, that at least I can I can get where I'm going as quickly as possible. Yeah, I, talk- I like the I like the convenience of it, but
2: but it 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 shatters the illusion of of
0: these these things being
2: on different worlds.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's mm. fair. Uh, but let's talk about the diversity and scope and and scale of some of these bigger locations that you visit, because obviously there there are plenty of ships and space stations that just feel like you know pretty regular indoor sci-fi spaces, but New Atlantis and Neon, and some of these, some of these cities are, I mean, New Atlantis gave me Mass Effect 1 kind of, kind of vibes, uh, like Citadel kind of vibes in a way, in a really good way for me. Um, Neon, you know, you can't help but think of cyberpunk a little bit, obviously, yeah. in a good way I, for me. I thought Blade uh, Runner. Bla- I mean, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's, let's go, uh, Khalif, let me go to you. Cause you also like Dan, you have, uh, a ton of hours into this talk about some of your favorite locations in this game, uh, that you've encountered so far.
3: Yeah. Like again, neon, I think was, is, is super cool. It's, you know, I can't go back cause of the, the dirty deeds I've done, but <laughs> like, even within that space, there were multiple layers in multiple kind of areas that you could kind of play around in but and i still haven't even gone back to them to see if i could kind of interact with some of those places uh so um uh the one place that reminds me of of uh total recall in mars is Sidonia. is it? uh i believe it's Cydonia, a to of yeah. fact Sidonia. Cyd- i really like that space a lot too because that feels like you know, the, the mining town, uh, of space. It, it gave me a lot of those total recall, uh, of vibes of, you know, everyone with the red eyes and stuff. And there's reasons why that's that because of the dust on the planet and things like that, and being able to talk to a couple folks there and, and, you know, they had like cool, cool spaces where, where other occupants live. And you kind of can talk to some of those folks. I think there's just a lot of like sprinklings of things that I felt were really, really smart. And even, even in some places that were not kind of main cities, there, they were really interesting ways that they thought about the motif and then also how those occupants kind of live in, within those spaces and, you know, the conversations that they're having and the ways that they're talking to each other. I think Bethesda really has nailed that part in a, in a really good way. I think that they have really fleshed out some of those spaces, even if the occupants all kind of look like permutations of each other, which I thought was, was a little bit strange and a little sad about that. And I was like, I know big game, you got to kind of regenerate some of these assets. But I was like, that person looks kind of exactly like that person. That was a little frustrating. Um, I, so so I, go ahead, get right.
0: I was just saying, I, I haven't in my only, again, only 12 plus hours. I don't think I've heard the same NPC voice actor more than once. Maybe I have, but if That's there true. are, there's so many of them that I'm not recognizing it.
3: Yeah, it's 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 that. I think I think that's what's kind of helping that along is that it doesn't feel like those those parts are are, are connected in that way. It feels like they did a really good job in getting the VO and stitching that stuff really well. But yeah, I, I think those places have been ones that I really think of uh, when I think about this game and going back to and playing around in some other new one.
0: Taylor, uh, any any early favorites? Since you're uh, just attached a further than I am of, of spots you've been to that have been really cool.
1: Yeah, I really liked Neon. Um and I went there. I kind of visited the planet just by accident. Uh it was one of the first like activities that I saw. There was like a kiosk to apply for Ryujin, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to apply." Then that next thing I know I'm doing an interview and then all of a sudden now I'm hacking like so there's like a mission I have to do where I have to hack a competitor's like <laughs> like computer and get some files. And I remember the one of the first missions for that too. I remember I had to use the persuasion uh perk because um I guess a uh, guy who had just recently got fired—he was mad at me because I was going to do a coffee run for the boss, and he's getting mad, trying to try to cause a fight. And I was like, "Oh gosh, what am I doing?" And then I was able to talk him out of like, like, let's not let's not make this violent. Also, Khalif, you must be doing some really lawless stuff if you can't go back to Neo because that city is rough. <laughs> what are you doing?
3: There's a whole bunch of things that's happening, and, and I just I literally just had that mission last
0: night. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash unlocked, without the E, that's n-o-r-d-v-p-n dot com slash u-n-l-o-c-k-d, And that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it.
2: i was also gonna say sidonia um it, it it gave me like expanse vibes and i love that love that show yeah. um and i also like, like aquila like it's 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 kind of like the firefly town you know the kind of old western uh sci-fi um just the the the, the vibe of it yeah, I've, I've seen lots of you know gleaming capital cities like like new atlantis but um but i, I kind of like the, the grimier uh you know uh, kind of more more the seedy underbelly kind of places and yeah that's a, that's that's what does it for me
0: uh, I want to probably, I don't know if it'll be the bulk of the remainder of this Starfield conversation, talk about combat. But first, before I forget, I had to just leave myself a note here. I, I want to shout out, maybe I'm the only one, I will, I'll, I'll see how you all feel. I love the lockpicking system in this game. I really enjoy the <laughs> lockpicking minigame. Uh, it is super fun. Khalif, you're nodding along.
3: Yep. Yeah, I, I dig it a lot. At first I was like, I don't like it. When I first saw it, I was like, oh no, what is this gonna be? And then once you start to kind of understand how to do it, you're like, oh, this is cool. I like this a lot. So I'm with you on that for sure.
0: Yeah. Taylor, have you done yeah. any lock picking yet?
1: I have, and I don't like it. <laughs> Actually, to, yeah, I, well, there was a few I had to. Well, there was a few where I was just like breaking in, and I got a few credits, or like went into a safe or anything. But then that one like side mission I did for Eugen, like you had to like it wasn't like I thought I was gonna get like a terminal thing from like Fallout Four. It was like no, it was this freaking lockpick. Game. I was like no, I actually had to go and find some lockpicks because I ended up using all of them. But then yeah, once the I digi-picks. figured out, I hate. But once I figured out how to do it, I was like I still don't like it. <laughs> I, was, like, I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> Dan, Dan,
0: where'd you land on the on the lockpicking? I, I think it's the best
2: lock picking mini game I've seen in an in RPG. I, nice. I, I love that. It's it's it just it just like makes you visualize, uh, you know, a bunch of different things at once, and it's it's just yeah. ca- having to hold, you know, multiple things in your head at the same time. It's 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 you know it's not it's not like this super challenging thing. I think I I failed it once, <laughs> like, where, where I like ran out of, uh, uh, digi picks before I yeah. before I cracked the lock, and it was like a master level one. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's a great little little mini game.
0: Yeah, the 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 other one I would say it's it's probably my favorite one in a game other than Splinter Cell, where you'd use the thumbsticks and the rumble of the controller would like you know, you'd have to just sort of align it with the the tumblers on the lock. That Splinter Cell did it really really well also, but yeah, mm-hmm. this is uh, kudos to the Bethesda team. This lock making game was was super cool. Uh, so combat, obviously, this is I mean this is a a shooter as 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 much as it is an RPG. I mean it, it's an RPG, but it's got you you interact with people largely through guns um sure there's some conversation sure there's some persuasion but there's a lot of gunplay as well uh, no matter how you choose to approach the game and dan how did you find now i know you played on pc uh, where you've got that that mouse keyboard there for you how did you find the the, the combat in this game
2: it's fine. It's not, it's not a standout feature. Like there's, there's nothing to like fill the hole that that's left in my heart, but the, to, to, uh, to, to like uh, just make it feel distinct. Like it, it feels, it feels a lot like, you know, Borderlands or Far Cry or uh, just any of those kind of RPG shooters um, where some bad guys can, can be pretty spongy. Um, and there's, there's not like a ton of enemy variety. Uh, there There's there some robots out there. There's some alien wildlife, um, but it's not. It's not like they threw a bunch at, at me out of left field that, that made me that made me uh, you know really think this this feels good. There's there's a lot of a lot of like variety to the guns. I really like some of the legendary gear modifiers. They're they're like not afraid to to throw something in there that like really changes up how you play. Um, which I, which I appreciate. I hate, I hate things when it's just like this, this thing, there's 10% more to this and 1% more to that. It's like, it's like barely even feel that kind of upgrade, but like some of these are, are bigger swings and change, change how things work. Uh, Randomly set people on fire. That's good. Um, (laughs) But like, it's, it's, so it's not, it's not outstanding combat, but it's not bad either. Um, You know, I had, I had plenty of fun uh, shooting my way through like my, my favorite, thing to do in this game is is uh board enemy ships and shoot my way through them and then you know kill the captain sit down the, in the chair and claim the ship and that's cargo for myself that's I'm, I'm i'm definitely going full pirate next time
0: yeah i i did that uh at one point as, as part of the crimson fleet early on uh and, and again without spoiling anything i used my persuasion skill to because uh, I was I was asked not to shoot anyone, to not kill anyone. So, okay, and I was able to use my persuasion skill to convince because uh, uh, one person on the ship needed to die. It was just, uh, but there were there were like six people on this on this ship, and so I was able to persuade another guy to shoot him, and then a firefight broke out. And, and I was like, "Hey, I I did as I was told. It's uh, you, I did what was asked of me." So yeah, I can see uh, I do like the. That, that your RPG systems can come, come very much into play, even when combat's involved. Khalif, how about you? What, how do you find the combat in Starfield?
3: It's a, it's a, this is the thing that you don't want to hear when you talk about combat in a game. It's hit or miss uh, in terms of what, what this game could be. I feel like in some ways it is really good, in some ways it feels really off the enemy ai can be sometimes fairly smart and then sometimes extremely dumb you know sometimes they'll run and take cover you know not, they, they haven't done any flanking but it's like it will run out of a room and get out of the way of fire and then sometimes they'll just stand right in front of you and let them shoot you It'll let them shoot it or, or, or you know what i'm
0: trying to say let you shoot them. um
3: <laughs> let you shoot them what that's the word that's the phrasing yeah um uh, and that felt a little bit weird. I, again, it's one of those yeah. systems where you're like, this should feel better at this point.
2: And yeah. this Especially feel... some of the, the high-end enemies that we can't really talk about. Those Those guys, the AI just was not great
3: yeah they they break often the, the kind of bullet sponginess is is there especially for some of those higher leveled ones with more armor and stuff like that um but in a weird way like they fix some things in 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 terms of the kind of overall scope like a thing that i would never do in a fallout game or even in any kind of bethesda game was in a third person and shoot anything in this game it feels like third person shooting is more viable than it's ever been within the game and i think that's a mix of the way they've done some tuning some of the weapons are really really good for that kind of kind of work i think that that's really uh, a a new addition that makes a lot of sense the thing that actually is the best combat in this game no i think is the space combat i think space combat in this game is is probably the better part of the combat systems that you have um those felt a lot of fun there is some little bumper car ishness to, to, to some of that when you get a little bit too close uh but it feels like when those things land really well you're in a really dope space battle like you're having to fly around and get out of the line of fire you're having to dodge missiles that are locked onto you you're having to take out the kind of most egregious ships first and make sure that you're kind of whittling down certain systems to make sure that they can't shoot either shoot back at you or you know have shields to kind of do some of that work or shoot their engines out and they can't run away like those pieces are the parts that I think about for this game of like they nailed that part for me So it's it's a mixed bag in a lot of different ways And again some of that stuff feels like a remnant of old games and some of that feels like they've really paid attention and, and made Some really good improvement.
0: Dan do you want to talk about ship combat for a second? Because that is a that is a big piece of this and it's you're you're introduced to it very early on in the game uh, you're you're thrown into a, a spaceship battle just to you know, so you can experience it and Uh, I haven't been doing much of it in in my 12 hours you know since that kind of initial encounter and my fear going into this game was that it was going to be like kind of Mako level useless from from Mass Effect like that I would just never really care about it but you know Kalief's into it How how did you end up feeling about the ship combat.
2: I'm I'm uh, positive on it, but, but not like, it feels like it's almost there. Like it's, it's kind of a, kind of a stripped down version of, of the, you know, classic like X-Wing TIE fighter games in that you got like the power distribution, but they, I, I felt like I'd, I never used that very much in combat, mostly because the ships I had, uh, had enough power to go around and, you know, I could sustain fire and my shields would, would charge and, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of advantage to pumping power into my engines and you can you, you can power your grab drive, but the only reason you would do that is to to run away. Um yeah, which is which is, you know, I guess sometimes you might want to do that, but pretty rarely. So I, I didn't I didn't feel like I I was really pushed to manipulate my power systems very much. So it was it was a little bit straightforward. Um you do get the uh, the, you know, the closest thing you get to that's in this game is that, that system targeting thing, which is another another uh, you know, skill point you absolutely should spend very very soon if you're going to do anything in space because that's what allows you to uh, zero in on enemy enemy uh, systems and uh, you know if you if you want to board them and steal their their stuff you want to take out their engines then you can get close enough and, and board them uh, that is always fun uh, <laughs> but like I don't know, I'm, I'm I I feel like there's just not quite enough depth to the the weapons, like, you know, there's energy weapons and ballistic weapons and missiles, but like missiles are, they're, they're you know, uh, infinite resource, uh, just recharge like everything else. Uh, I don't, it's, it's a little bit lighter than I like my space combat, I'll put it that way. And there, there's no shield facings like there is in, like there are in X Wing.
0: Taylor, your thoughts on combat, both on foot and from space?
1: So, on foot, it's okay. I will say that, you know, I like to toggle between first and third person, I will say the third person combat does feel a lot better. Like, I remember, like, I'm just thinking about Fallout 4 and how clumsy it did third person combat. Um, So I'm glad that they they fixed that. First person doesn't seem like there was a whole lot fixed there. But yeah, just agreeing with with everybody else on the panel, it feels no different from any other games that have, like, similar shooting RPG elements, which is a little disappointing especially since it doesn't feel like it's improved that much overall from, say, Fallout 4. Uh, In regards to space combat, I felt like the bullet sponge thing also transcended that, and maybe it's because I'm not doing too—I'm just kind of just sticking with the default ship that I have for now. But if—you know, it's a little frustrating when you're just like, you know, when you have like four or five ships, and then next thing you know, you're taking down their shields, but then it's like— this big just like looping around trying to find them and then they get their shields back up and and that's been so frustrating for me and ryan i have encountered a lot of (laughs) a lot of space combat because at first when um before i started like diving into all the activities and stuff i just was just going around planet hopping just seeing what i could find then i realized it felt ocean wide but a puddle deep in terms of just like visiting all these planets so then i was like okay we're gonna stop here but every time i kept hopping on planets every so often it was like Oh my gosh, there's like four ships trying to attack me. Like, what is going on? <laughs> and then I, So I was just, I got thrown off, surely. And maybe, again, maybe it's because I'm not just diving too much into the ship combat. I also didn't like the ship customization, but I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later. But to me, overall, I just just don't like anything about just space travel, the space combat. I just, I'm just not vibing with it.
0: Well, let's, yeah, because I want to hit on ship customization. Let's do that now. And then uh, I do want to get hit on the skill trees as well. Cause I, I actually quite like them and I want to hear yeah. from all of you about it. So ship comes customization. Taylor, take it away. Just get us started on that.
1: You know, I the f- the first time I just kind of like just messed around with it. I was really frustrated with it. I hadn't felt this level of frustration since I played Kingdom Hearts One, and I was trying to customize Gummy Ships. I was like, "How did they do this somehow better than Starfield? I don't understand." Uh, so I'm 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 very disappointed with it. I wish it was a little more. I don't. Know, I feel like it throws a lot at you, and it's just very boring. I wish that they were a little more straightforward with how the customization works, and I wish that just customizing things just felt better. It, it almost feels like an afterthought to me.
3: The hard part about this and I would even add um, outpost uh, building into this conversation is a lot of these systems need tutorials. Like the the camera in the ship builder does a lot of weird stuff and works kind of, it feels like playing inverted when you're not, it it, it feels weird. You know, learning where, when you go from the the different system of upgrading your, your ship as opposed to ship building, One of the things that I really was excited about when they did the big deep dive, uh, when they did the direct was they did this really nice animation of exploding the parts of the ship and showing you all the small pieces that made up that particular ship. If they would just put that within the the ship builder as an option to be able to start that as the process of building your ship, that would be a perfect way to kind of start the the process of the quality of life fixes that they would be able to do in that mode i didn't until like recently until like probably two nights ago while still doing a review figured out that you could like hit the a button on your controller and that's how you actually get the pieces of the ships that you want to be able to cycle through and that stuff just isn't in any tutorialization at all and that stuff is weird for them to have one of the coolest systems in there not give you any kind of direction of how how that works and then what do those pieces mean to the building of your ship there's a lot of assuming that you would know because you're a fan of sci-fi which i think is a detriment to the player there's a lot of assumptions made about what you should believe these things to do as opposed to telling you exactly how they affect not only your ship but it's maneuverability how it kind of plays within other stuff and they do that even more so when you get into stuff like building your outposts, which I love and love to be able to do in a game like this, but it feels like we're back at Fallout where they give you a lot of stuff and don't tell you how to use any of it. And that, that part is frustrating.
0: Dan, your thoughts on uh, ship customization?
2: It's very much something that you probably won't want to mess with until you're through the main story through you know, and like you're, you just want to find something to spend more time with in this game. Uh, because like you said, it, it, it does not, tell you very much about how to do it there are a lot of rules about what can go where what you have to have um it's it's pretty finicky to use but I do love the fact that you can do it I, lo- I like and i I love that like every ship you see in this game and there's a bajillion of them every ship you see seems to have been built in that editor and you could build something like that it once you like once I get the hang of this thing i like, I'm, I'm gonna love it I think but I wish there were like a a free build mode where I could just build whatever I want, um, yeah. and with, <clears throat> without restrictions is just to, just to, just to figure it out and then like work within the, the economy and, and, you know, get the resources I need and the upgrades and things like that. Um, but like when, when you start out, you go in there and you're so limited with what you can do, you basically can't do anything. So my experience with it was when I, I went in there and I tried to, tried to build something, couldn't, and then left and didn't really come back until very late um and it's kind of similar with with outpost building um which they 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 tell you pretty early on it's like hey push push this to to uh to build an outpost uh why you would do that not clear uh what you know and like once you do it like okay i can i can start extracting resources why do i want those what resources do i want i have no idea um so that that again is something that you probably don't want to mess with until way late in your playthrough because you know you'll have the resources to do it you'll you'll want resources to to work on crafting and things but there's not really much you can do with it early on and like there's not really much to be done like you can you can fill up all your very limited cargo space with these resources that you can't have not much to do with so it's 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 weird that they even they they give you that ability so so early that you can't really use but then they don't give you a bunch of like essential abilities that you should have at the beginning so it's it's all kind of jumbled up
0: well uh, i'm extra glad to to have you on this week dan not only to talk about the game but to get Get this free advice from you, for, for <laughs> everybody in our audience that that will be starting to play tomorrow and then and then when it hits game pass next week. So the Dan advice so far is don't worry about ship customization until later on and power through the main quest uh, first so that those are these are the two key pieces of, of good Dan advice thus far. Um, also, don't bother with
2: that post. Also, also like d- just on to to sidetrack the conversation a little bit to back to the complaint about maps that I made at the beginning. Yeah. I am so jealous of of everybody who's going to be playing this after launch because when you can't find when you can't find anything, you can just go to you know, IGN's guides and they'll tell you they'll tell you where the vendor you're looking for is. But like it's so it's maddening. It's mad, like I have a terrible sense of direction in general uh like in in real life too like i can't i can 't find my way around without my iphone um so and in in games i'm just as bad uh so like even if even if i've been somewhere like finding my way back to it is a challenge for me so uh i I spent so much time wandering around uh these cities looking for uh, the right kind of vendor to sell my armor or my weapons or or other things or you know buy a resource I needed. And it's just it's infuriating. And I think <clears throat> I think the reason they, they did this because like all, all of Bethesda's game, previous previous games have some form of map uh that will, you know, g- give you the, at least a you know pretty good way to get around. Uh I think the reason they did this is to to counteract the fast travel. Uh like you're fast traveling mm-hmm. everywhere. Um and if you if I if I knew exactly where a vendor I, I want or an NPC I want. Uh, if I know exactly where they are, I, I, and I mark that on the map, I just beeline to it, and I don't really take in all the all the detail that went into to these these cities designs, and they're very logically laid out for the most part. But once you yeah. learn it, um, but when you're trying to learn how to how to get where you want to go, it's infuriating. I
0: hated that. <laughs> It's no secret that we here at IGN love to play games and review them, but our opinions might be different from yours. That's why IGN is setting the record straight to find out which games you think are masterpieces. Whether you like their incredible graphics, innovative gameplay, or compelling story, we wanna hear from you. The rules are simple. Log in to IGN.com or the IGN playlist app, search for your favorite games, and click through to the game title page click rate game, then complete each section of your review. Hit save at the end of your review, and voila, you are helping to create an icon. Then, depending on how well-reviewed a game is, it'll be awarded a bronze, silver, or gold icon award. Let's check in on the leaderboard here to see which games have made their way to the top of the Pringles Icons leaderboard, I've got it right in front of me. In the gold tier, we have uh, quite a few, a a lot of the same franchise here, so you guys gotta vote and get some Xbox representation in this. We've got Tears of the Kingdom uh, right up at the top, Red Dead Redemption 2, Zelda Ocarina of Time, then Breath of the Wild, Last of Us in there three times, not once, but three times for every time it's been released, Elven Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Resident Evil 4, Hollow Knight, Witcher 3, uh, Bloodborne, God of War, Portal 2, Minecraft, and The Last of Us Part 2. And then stuff in silver, there's a whole bunch more. You've got Mario games like Galaxy, World, 64, uh, Odyssey, Red Dead 1, Ghost of Tsushima, Skyrim, which we've spent some time talking about on this one. GTA 5 in silver? Uh, smash brothers ultimate arkham city bioshock re2 the list goes on and on here uh and just keeps rolling so the thing to call your attention to is what <laughs> what, what games need to move up from this list uh, out of everything i've just rattled off taylor does any any of these strike out st- strike you as strange
1: okay so if we're <laughs> i mean the last of us being on here three times in gold. <laughs> Look, I love The Last of Us. I don't like it enough to put it up here three times. Um, you know, I would say I'm. I would say honestly, we need to move Resident Evil Two. We need that needs to go up to gold. Why is this not in gold? I mean, silver, okay, it, that makes sense. But that that's a masterpiece. Put that up in gold. We can, I'm sure we can knock down one of those Last of Us games. I'm sure that that'll be fine. <laughs> it's on there three times. They don't need to be up there three times. Khalif
3: uh throw armored core in there somewhere gosh darn it like it should be in there somebody make it happen please because it needs to be there for sure yeah we
0: haven't even had a moment to talk about that's a that's another new release this week that's uh that's just hitting everybody's liking the new armored core so uh dan as the reviews director you've you you've seen you've had eyes on every single review ign's done over the last 10 11 years uh are, are any out of place on this this little leaderboard here
2: I mean, these are all very popular games, so I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to uh, yuck anybody's yum here. Uh, the, <laughs> my, my complaint is that, that XCOM 2 is not here. That should be here.
0: That's fair. Uh, in fact, a control f reveals no XCOM 2 at all, <laughs> not even down in the Bronze category. Uh, in fact, I'm not even seeing Halos on this list, so we need the unlocked audience to to help fix that so make your voice heard log in to ign.com or the playlist app and rate your favorite games to immortalize them as icons then check back often to see how your favorites stack up Uh, the last big thing actually i guess real quick since i think it sounds like there's a well Dan played on PC and then uh Taylor and Kav bounced back and forth a little bit. I've been playing exclusively on exclusively on Xbox, and from in my experience, the 30 FPS thing has been not a non-issue. In combat or in anything, ship combat, total non-issue for me. Your mileage may vary. Some people just claim some people just don't like the feel of thirty frames per second, and I guess Maybe you're not going to be satisfied, but I I really it did the frame rate did not get in my way at all uh, in my 12 plus hours so far. Uh, So the I think the last major system here because we've got about 10 minutes left is uh, the skill tree system. Dan, you've touched on it a little bit. Uh, It's it's sort of a hybrid of Oblivion system and other systems we've seen. So it's kind of an amalgamation, I think of of other bethesda game skill trees can you speak to it and and just how you found it over the course of your 70 plus hours
2: yeah i mean it. it takes <clears throat> i feel like it takes what's um <clears throat> some, of, some of the stuff they did for uh for fallout 4 uh and it's it's very kind of it's there's no there's no numbers involved with it. you're not you're not putting any any uh skill points uh, like adding to your stats it's all like picking up picking new skills and then upgrading those Um, one of the things I really like about it is, is it gives you a little challenge every time you, you, uh, you upgrade something. So if you upgrade your, your piloting skill, uh, so you can, you can, uh, you know, get better ships, uh, it says, okay, to, to do the next rank of this, you can't just put your next skill point in, you have to destroy X number of ships first, uh, or, you you know, you've got, if you've got the, you know, you, you uh, add to your, your weapon skill, your, your, your rifle skill. It's like, okay, kill X, anim- X number of enemies with rifles before you can put the other pill into it, uh, skill into that. Um, so that, that's something I, I really liked about it because it's, it's, it's more than just adding points. And, it, and those points are give you something other than just, you know, incrementally better version of this. Well, I guess a lot of those do give you incrementally better versions of it, but uh, some, of them, some of them do
0: interesting stuff. Taylor how uh, have you found the uh, the skill tree system so far?
1: I really like it um, a lot of the points that Dan made I agree with I, especially with just the little challenge it has you do before you can upgrade to the next skill point I found that really interesting especially if you're using that skill point a lot like of course they would you know of course they're going to want you to actually use it before you can evolve it to the next part like one example that I can think of off the top of my head is like the persuasion one where it's like yep. you get the first skill point and then it's like you have to do three conversations where you successfully persuade like three people before you can upgrade to the next level and the other one I can think of of is I believe it's the weightlifting trait uh, where you can just expand your storage and it's like oh you have to sprint an x amount of times where you have over capacity you're about to hit capacity it's like well yeah you know if you're not hitting your capacity pretty close like why would you want to keep upgrading that skill like I like that like I know some people might not like it I like it because I think it just shows consistently like what (laughs) what skills are you using more so and it really helps craft the identity of what your player and what kind of player you're building
2: it is kind of an interesting hybrid of of the the like use to improve uh, a skill versus just put points into it. Uh, it's it's a, a best of both worlds there, I think.
0: Yeah, agreed. It's uh, that's and that's the oblivion piece of it is is using it to to improve. Like you know, I've been I've been doing uh, the lock picking as well as the persuasion, and I think my I'm I'm like a hair away. Whatever the whatever experience I get next, I'll go up to. I think it's either eleven or twelve. I forget which level I am now, but I've I've done enough lock picking to unlock that next rank, which will I think gives me it'll give me access to whatever the next highest level locks are, uh, whether it's expert level or, or I forget which one. So yeah, I'm I'm super digging that, and I, I just love the drilling down into into these specific ones for for the categories that you like. Khalif, are you uh, on board with the rest of us here with praise for the skill tree system?
3: I do. I, I am, and but I forget all the time. That's that's <laughs> I'm playing it wrong, to be honest. I mean, because I'm doing stuff while I role play that feels like it's in character for what my character would do. So one of the things that I wound up doing, I was dying a lot in, in some ship battles. So I was like, I need to, to to push a bunch of points into ship stuff. You know, my targeting, my 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 rockets, all that kind of stuff and then you wind up neglecting some other things that are in some of your other trees because the scale points don't come that quickly. Like I yeah. now thinking about the way that Dan ran through it in terms of getting a lot of that XP early on, man, I could have used some of those for some of those points now, cause I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, man, I'm level 24 and still there are things that I'm having trouble with that are necessities in the way that I wanna play and act and, and maneuver for some of those things. Like there, you know, some of those uh, quests that Taylor were talking about, uh, about like, oh, you need to get this person to persuade them or kind of get them out of the space for a while. Like, how do you do that how do I go? if I kneel and I pickpocket them to maybe get a thing out of their pocket? Like, oh, I need to go spend a point for that through to do some of those things, the initial thing. So it, it winds up being a kind of blessing and a curse where you, you have to really have it in the back of your mind to remember to do the thing that you need that next upgrade for. And sometimes I just forget. So I, I like it, but I also wish that it was a thing that would give you more prompting for for some of that stuff and and, and and let you know that you're close to it or that you're doing that thing i mean it does pop up something on the side when you do it but uh, i need more i need more hand holding in that respect to give me that little poke well I'll be well, like see, do interestingly, that interestingly
0: what what i'm taking out of what you're saying is is like i like that you're, what what you're saying is that the skill points really matter and the the choices yeah. of what to put your points into matter which not every RPG is like that you know a lot of them uh, just let you respec and, or, or just dump points into whatever. And you're kind of like, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But that's fine. I'll just put the next batch of points into, into this other category. So I, I, I think think uh, you're, you're in a roundabout way here, kind of praising the skill system, even if, even if it doesn't sound like it. Well, we've got, okay, I guess time now for kind of a, a quick parting thought on Starfield. Obviously we'll be talking about this game more in the weeks to come, uh, Destin and Stella are on <coughs> some comp time because they were working super hard in a time zone far, far away. They're readjusting their bodies and, and resting their bodies and minds. So we'll we'll talk about Starfield more with them uh, in the next, you know, coming weeks of Unlock. But let's say, yeah, eh, let's, 30, 30 seconds each here for a parting thought on Starfield. Our star, I'll start with you, Dan, as our reviewer, even though you've got thousands of words on IGN and the, the video that people watch uh, all spoiler free i should add but just dan yeah you're kind of your car parting thought here on starfield
2: just i, I feel like i i want to see this game have the same like maybe not the same level but but a similar level of of improvement that we've seen from no man's sky because uh, it's 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 not it doesn't have the same problems like no man's sky didn't have enough content to like crafted content to make it feel uh, to make it feel good, but uh, this this has tons of crafted content. It just needs it needs more refinement in how how the campaign uh, plays out and how you're you're uh, directed to do things. And I, I think Bethesda will do that. Like historically, their their DLCs have been have been meaty, and, and their patches have had added like major things. So I, I I'm optimistic that the, like this game eventually will really feel good i don't think they can fix the fast, fast travel problem because that's too like inherently baked in but they can they can fix the inventory problems or they can fix the the uh, skill problems to a great degree and they can fix like maps right so uh, a lot of the they can take away a lot of the pain that that made me uh you know not as excited about this game as i wanted to be
0: taylor 30 second parting thought obviously like me you're you're not super far in yet but you've obviously played enough to to have have some thoughts, so the floor is yours here.
1: Yeah, I I would love to see that Bethesda really dedicates to adding, you know, enhancing some of the things and the growing pains. Like the inventory system, I really don't like it. It's very cumbersome. I again I wish they would fix the space combat. I think that's impossible but i am curious to see what type of post-launch content they're gonna have um and you know i I, i've always liked their post-launch dlc especially for games like fallout 3 and fallout 4 but just to like briefly if we're talking just base game i really hope that they try to make some quality of life improvements because there's a few like growing pains especially with inventory and just how inventory management works they really need to just just touch it up a little bit just to just so it's less of a headache
0: khalif adams the floor is yours.
3: yeah I agree I agree it's a lot of quality of life stuff I think if they can get those major patches in early so that you know the the bugaboos in there who are really mad who are like oh going to be upset about this thing uh, are, are going to be uh in a better spot and I think I'm actually really really excited like like everybody else said about what DLC is going to be like DLC for this game is going to be a lot of fun I think it, it's really going to pull something together that I think wraps around all the other layers and stuff that they're trying to do uh, in in this game, and 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 they'll have a a much better product out in the world uh, than than what they have at launch.
0: And for me, I would just say uh, I I already know that I'm going to be playing this game much longer than I did than I played Fallout Four or Fallout Three. Probably not quite as much time as I put into Oblivion or Skyrim, but uh, I am enjoying what I'm playing so far. And I guess my parting thought would be more of a of a message to the community of just. You know, even if this game, uh, as we sit here recording, we have no idea what any other review scores for this are. don't worry don't listen to any online nonsense from fanboy console warriors this is a, this is a good game that is going to get better through continued support that and I really think this is the start of of a really good stretch for Xbox like there's a lot to look forward to and you know, we're, we're going to be playing this game. You've, I mean, you've heard Dan, our reviewer who only gave it a seven using heavy air quotes there for our audio listeners say he wants to go back in and do another playthrough and, and drop another 50 to a hundred hours into this. You've heard all all of us say we are continuing to play, continuing to enjoy. So don't, don't uh, feed any trolls online. Dig into it, whether you're, you're buying it for uh, September 1st or you're downloading it on uh, the 6th for Game Pass. Enjoy it. We're going to be talking about this thing for a while. So I do think this is the start of, uh, of something really good for Xbox. And, and uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to just start playing more. Hopefully later today, I got I to gotta get through with work first. But uh, <laughs> this has been Podcast Unlocked 610. Thank you to our producer, Red, along with Khalif Taylor and Dan. And we shall return with 611 next week. Happy starfielding! Into the starfield, you all go!
3: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth